Hello, welcome to the first episode of our podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to be single in times of Corona. Because these social distancing rules are really challenging for all of us. And uh, But in terms of sexuality, when you're living together with a partner in a stable relationship, you're more or less okay. But when you're single and dating, then yeah, these distancing rules can be limiting your uh, sexual uh, behavior and sexual experiences. So we want to talk about this, how we can sort of find this balance between protecting our, our physical health, protecting against COVID, but at the same time also ensuring our sexual health. And we have two guests again, who are, uh, with who you're going to talk today. Maybe you can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Berghand. I'm 22 years old. I'm doing my master's in legal psychology here in Maastricht. And yeah, I'm looking forward for the discussion. It's a really interesting topic and also affecting a lot of people, including me, obviously why I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Beatrice. Uh, I'm 23 years old. Uh, I'm studying psychology. I'm actually in my third year, uh, still doing the bachelor's, but I'm writing my thesis on school-based sex education, and I'm chal challenging the heteronormativity of it a little bit in my paper, so I'm super excited to be here uh, with you all. Okay, mm -hmm. great. So let's start talking about it. I think, first of all, we should reflect on this idea that, um, well, we have the one meter and a half distancing rules, which have implications for our sexual behavior because you can have sex with your bubble, your own bubble, meaning the partner with who you live together in one household, but you cannot have sex with anyone anymore. So if you're single, if you're dating, that can have implications. So I was wondering, because there is some criticism now that this is actually quite starting from a conservative perspective, this rule. Eh? It's like we think about sex in the sense like if you're like in a classic family of um, uh, cohabiting partners living together with just one partner, then it's okay. But for all the rest, like dating, singles, long distance relationships, open relationships, polyamorous relationships, it's kind of a discrimination, isn't it? I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I totally understand the viewpoint, um, especially because it's not just a thing of two months. It's been more than yeah. a year at this point, because in the beginning I was actually following the rules. I didn't see a single person, including friends, honestly. I was just at home. Yeah. But after a while, obviously, you get lonely, not just regarding like seeing people in general, also regarding dating. So you try to find something more serious, but you can't just find a significant other by sniffing your hands. So you need to find your ways around it, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point what you're saying. I also think that the government had this idea, okay, we have to protect against COVID and we settle these, we install these rules, but nobody thought that this would be for so long. Exactly. So you could indeed say to people like, hey, you can masturbate, you can do all these different things and you don't have sex with anyone else if you're single. You can do this for one month, two months, three months, but yeah. now it's more than a year. You mm -hmm. cannot simply expect, I would assume, to ask people not to have sex with a partner during one year. Also, it's not just about sex, it's about intimacy yeah. in general. I mean, at one point, you just, exactly, you miss being close to someone in any way. Yeah, yeah. and getting yeah. to know new people and things like that. I actually did pay attention to some of the, the rules uh, that they put forward, but what are those rules actually like can you yeah well well the thing is let, let's they say just you can have sex with the partner with who you are in, in the same household if you're not then um the basic rule is that the COVID uh, cannot be transferred via genital contact or by, uh, cannot yeah via genital and anal contact but it will be transferred via saliva so that means kissing and touching 
But that makes it difficult because in a sexual yeah. situation, there's a lot of touching and kissing, obviously. So you're not allowed to do that. Um, so you cannot have oral sex, you cannot kiss. And, and that's a little bit of a problem. And it's also because touching and kissing has a lot of beneficial effects. Yeah. I mean, it reduces our stress level. It increases Definitely. oxytocin, which means that you have the social bonding effect. And especially in these distressing times, we have this extra need for touch to reduce our distress level. So it's kind of a paradox. So that's challenging. So not touching each other. So what yeah. can you do? You can masturbate or you can even masturbate together if you're in the same room, but at least keep distance then of one meter and a half or via yeah. online facilities. I don't know if you have any experience with that or know that people are doing this. Well, definitely there has to be a middle term. Everyone can take into consideration these measures and wash your hands and get to know the person better before just meeting up to, to have a sexual interaction. But for me, it seems a bit wild to uh, expect people to just stop altogether these uh, sexual interactions and just rely on, uh, rely on uh, watching someone else touching themselves or just sexting. Uh, so, for example, in my case, I really made sure that the person, for example, uh, was not seeing a lot of people as well. Uh, I, from, for myself, I quarantined for two weeks before even engaging in any sexual interaction. Uh, but yeah, when I did, I always made sure that it wasn't just someone out of the blue. I yeah. maintained a, a certain contact with that person and yeah, made sure that there was some component of trust, which is very important in any sexual interaction. Yeah. yeah. But also now that you're saying it, I saw a trend within at least me and my friends. Because in the beginning, most people didn't see anyone. I feel like most people even deleted their dating apps, mm -hmm. etc. And then with time, people downloaded the dating apps, started to just text with the people. And then after a while, it was like, okay, I want to get to know the person before I meet with them. And I feel like now everyone is at a point where they're like, okay, I don't care anymore. I will just meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really interesting to see this develop within yeah. Yeah. Even on everyone. Instagram, you see like these uh, memes now, like, oh, I should have found a, a sex buddy before COVID, you know, like yeah. now I'm all my by, by myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. I saw that trend. Like I also had it, like I deleted it in the, in the beginning, but then I was like, you know what? We need this. This is wild. They cannot yeah. do yeah. this to us, you know? But it's interesting that you, you mentioned this idea of a sex body because in the beginning, when, when the rules were set, it was actually um, indicated that you could have a sex body. It was really an official oh. recommendation. Like, if you're a single, you can have a sex body. Because they thought, yeah, obviously, uh, you can say masturbation, but masturbation serves different functions than having sex yeah. with a partner. But then, again, from a quite conservative perspective, uh, people to started to protest because they mm -hmm. say, like, if you put it in the regulations, then it feels as if you sort of encourage and promote the idea of a sex body. So they removed yeah. it again. And that's a little bit the thing. I think it's a good idea because what I hear from you is it's, it's, it's about being pragmatic. It's about, okay, there are these rules and you can say masturbate and you can say, okay, um, you can use virtual sex and sexing. Uh, we can talk about that as well, but it's, yeah. it's, of course, there are some risks involved there. But it can never replace the idea of having sex together with somebody. So I understand that aspect that you try to find a way to be pragmatic. I hear you say like, okay, maybe a sex buddy, somebody that you can trust, somebody that you know limits his or her own social context yeah. because obviously the less people you have sex with the less risk there is of contamination and infection and i think mm -hmm. that's also something we need to be careful with that on the one hand we want to sort of promote sexual health and make sure yeah. that you can sort of uh, develop your sexuality but at the same time we have to still protect our 
our yeah collective health also it's about this paradox between individual health needs and collective health needs and yeah I think the situation you're in also matters a lot because even before corona you always had the risk of having STDs for example yeah. which also like the probability of them like getting them like raised yeah. the, the more partners you had um, for example if I'm visiting my parents next week I won't see anyone yeah or like if I'm living with my parents or I have grandparents I see once in a while or old people whatever but if you're just living by yourself, I feel like it's your own responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if you take the risk, you take it. Obviously, you should still be careful. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's really individual for everyone in that sense. But do you feel that young people are less scared about the virus? That they feel like, if I have it, I mm -hmm. won't be that sick, so it's okay? It's more about protecting the older people, the vulnerable people, and not really about protecting themselves? So I can only, obviously, I only have my own standpoint and like can tell what I saw. What I saw was that in the beginning, everyone was scared, including me. Like, we all, because yeah. we didn't know what it is, You obviously. didn't know what to expect, exactly. yeah. But I feel like after a while it shifted towards the, okay, as long as I'm not with older people, it's not that I don't, like, or people don't care, it's more like, I will be less careful. Mm -hmm. And I heard several people saying at this point that they say, okay, I just don't care, which is obviously wrong too. I mean, we should care, it's the, we all mm -hmm. in this together, it's collective. But um, yeah, I definitely saw that yeah. people are less... Yeah. Scared now. What I also mm. hear is that you were talking about SCIs and, and, mm. and uh, uh, HIV prevention. And that's also something that I'm worried about because in terms of sexuality, there's a lot of what we cannot do. Be careful because mm. you can get sick and it can hurt and, and you have to protect yourself. And now there's like this extra level of protection. It's not only protecting yourself against STI, yeah. it's now also protecting against COVID. So there's a lot of negative yeah. messages yeah, around sexuality. Really I'm just wondering how this will well, affect the way you think, reflect on, on, I mean, when you're young, this is the period in which you discover your sexuality. No, definitely. We actually do see this trend in mental health where there's a peak in depression, there's a peak in anxiety, especially among like uh, our age group. And what I think, what I believe is that once this pandemic is over, there will be like this surge of uh, STIs and like yeah, sexual transmittable diseases because people will engage in more reckless behavior maybe and protected yeah. sex. It's kind of like this rebound effect, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, don't know it can go different ways eh? we can Indeed. also be that people will become anxious overthinking and, and mm -hmm. restricted but sex is not only limited to to bedrooms like we know that there yeah. are some certain clubs who are very open about that happening and in those clubs unfortunately there's a high rate of sexual transmittable diseases yeah, sometimes exactly. once clubs are open and those sort of clubs are also open i'm pretty sure we'll see like i feel i feel like we'll see this surge of yeah. um yeah. So we will have to sort of invest more in prevention again. And, and because I, that's what I'm also wondering now, we are really about uh, protecting the COVID, but are we still thinking about mm. STIs and HIV? Are people still using condoms? And is that still yeah. there? So just first of all, regarding yeah. the clubs, I always had the view that once Corona is over, I feel like people will be a bit more careful with going to the clubs because I heard people yeah. saying... I can't imagine being in like in a crowd anymore or like going to yeah, concerts immediately exactly. at least. So I don't know honestly if people would go to the club and make out with the next best person. Mm. But then again, obviously it's different once they open. Yeah. So we, yeah. I feel it, like it it's will a take some time. Yeah. It will take also, some time because I also feel that people will be scared. I also yeah. myself, I cannot imagine that I would go to a bar in a cafe and that I would stand together with exactly. so many people. I cannot like bumping imagine. Bumping into people, it's such a weird concept. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we will get used to the normal yeah. life again soon 
but just to come back to this uh, yeah. HIV prevention and all these things, because I think that's also something that we now, I, people don't talk about anymore. Mm -hmm. When we talk about sex in Corona times, it's also about protecting against COVID, but there's still, of course, the, 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 the STIs and the HIV and, and the PrEP use and all yeah. this. Uh, so how, how do you think this is uh, evolving now? To be really honest, I think this kind of education always fell short anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, until I really researched myself, I didn't know anything about STIs. In yeah. school, we learned about AIDS. That's it. For me, this was the only existing threat. Yeah. And only after actually like experiencing like sexual relations for myself, I realized, no, there's way more you need to be careful of. Yeah. But I mean, of course, there are cures for all of them. Yeah. But still, it would be yeah, good to know about them. Yeah, it's important to do. I think that sex education really needs to focus exactly. on, on... It also depends on which country you live in. Because, yeah, of course, true. if you grow up here in Belgium and the Netherlands, our sex education is mm -hmm. quite good. But the problem is with our current sex education that it's really about... STIs and be careful on all the but it's too the little negative, on the, yeah. the positive and yeah. sexual That's pleasure true. and how pleasure. you can masturbate and how you can have a nice bonding with somebody I think we should invest more in, in that as well yeah. but indeed I think that it's also this period is challenging in terms of also how we can sort of yeah it, it changes a lot in terms of sexual development it has a lot of implications for young people so I think we should adapt our sex and, and relationship education based on what we are experiencing sure. now and, mm -hmm. and and to sort of learn from this period to see what people actually need because for example one of the advices is uh, learn, uh, masturbate but yeah. there are so many people who don't really know how to masturbate and yeah. we're going to invest a, a podcast also in uh, on that because it, I think it's a very important topic and I think this is a good period to learn to masturbate better to learn your body better so uh, to please yourself but it can also yeah uh ameliorate the sex with your partner so i think it, it has a double function Definitely. Um, sure. but so i think masturbation is one thing that we should sort of invest more and that mm -hmm. we can use this period to to create more awareness on the importance of, of masturbation um are there other things that you think that people will learn from this period in terms of sexuality Learning, I don't know, but the thing that I was uh, thinking about when you were mentioning that the sexual development of younger people, it's just the importance of our school-based sex education. We have to reevaluate re entirely uh, the themes that are being targeted. Of course, STI prevention is important, but they have also to be more open to, for example, other sexualities, other people that identify differently or people yeah. who don't want to have sex because there there also exist people who have no interest yeah. whatsoever in that yet uh, school-based sex education is very conservative uh, as we've yeah. seen united states we can't even talk about that abstinence all over the place yeah. um so i think yeah we have to reevaluate how we talk and how we perceive sexual interactions because it's entirely normal and yet we see people who are extremely uncomfortable uh, not only when they're having sexual interactions but also when they're talking about it yeah um, exactly so so we have to, I think, yeah, in the end, we have to start from the root and do an entire yeah. re-evaluation. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that this, this, this more conservative perspective on how we deal with sexuality in times of corona is not really helping because mm. we want to create openness and we want to yeah. sort of create like oh, on sexuality. And now it seems that the general health, physical health, once again, is more important than your mental health and sexual health. It seems that, yeah, let's, of course, we need to be, uh, sane and, and it's uh, our physical health is important but at the same time I think it's important to to recognize and raise awareness about the fact that sexuality is an important part of our life is an important part of our quality of life mm -hmm. so we need to invest in that and see if you're single in times of mm -hmm. corona yeah how can you still 
have a worthwhile sexual development and and especially when you're younger when you're in the midst of your sexual development it's so important yeah i'm actually sorry for these people who just like moved to their own places to start studying this year or last year who just turned 18 and who were waiting for it who just whose development just stopped yeah way for them yeah yeah because that's what i heard too like that people were like yeah this was like my year i wanted to like experience but they obviously couldn't yeah um and now they're even more scared what i'm afraid of that these people won't ever get to develop into the sexual being they ought to be yeah <clears throat> yeah that's that's one interesting thing that as sexologists we also are wondering what are going what is going to be the long-term consequences because yeah. as we said like okay one month or two months of of this abstinence uh, that's what we thought it would be but now it's like more than a year it's going to be like maybe two years that people lose in their sexual development and if we think about sexual development and young mm-hmm. people especially when you think about adolescents there's kind of this stepwise sexual interaction career it starts yeah. with kissing then deep kissing then it's touching above the clothes beyond the clothes oral sex penetration we all know the steps yeah. and it takes about two three years this this interaction career between the first kiss and the first intercourse but now imagine that you're sort of in at the start of in the midst of this interaction career and then suddenly it stops you cannot see any uh, anyone anymore so what will the effect be if suddenly we can have sex again will people postpone this sexual interaction will they just postpone it or will they just skip it will they just more rapidly engage in sexual activities mm-hmm. and and then engaging i I'm, i'm wondering i don't know whether we can sort of speculate wonder, about it i wonder too when i see like younger people like in their 14s 15s i see this big trend of uh young people just starting to date uh through the phone snapshot sending pictures of their bodies yeah. without actually going through those steps you just mentioned you know which i think are extremely important for your sexual development it's like also establishing boundaries right like yeah. with with those steps and completely overlooking them and Yeah, like I'm I'm not of course saying that it's bad to send pictures of your body. You do what you want with your body, but uh it's important to know that there are risks yeah. that can yeah, that that you can carry uh, yeah. throughout your life afterwards. So yeah. I also wonder and I'm yeah, I have a little sister so I'm also like worried uh, how's it going to be for them, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. It's a really hard question actually on how it will affect them because on one hand, of course they didn't experience it and now we can't tell really like will they engage in more reckless behavior i mean they're also in puberty so they don't think that much mm-hmm. or like they think mm-hmm. but they are more prone for risky behavior mm-hmm. uh but then at the same time maybe they are scared off of it yeah maybe they will develop some yeah. sexual inabilities yeah you never know. yeah we don't know eh? it couldn't be the inhibition like analytic yeah. overthinking being anxious because you exactly. sort of skip that that development so suddenly it's there or you could be that they become promiscuous like you said in the yeah. beginning also that people just say like also there could be a lot of pressure eh? like we, now we are allowed to have sex now we must have yeah, sex yeah. Exactly. so that that it becomes sort of it's it's about going too fast is not a good idea because then you cross your boundaries and you can have regret and you really need this experimentation phase to learn to know yourself to learn what do i want what do i don't want what are my boundaries what is yes and what is no yeah. it's about discovering your sexual identity but going too slow is also not a good idea because you need to sort of step out and just expose yourself and just try out new things to learn 
to learn yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, probably we cannot generalize and probably people will react differently. There will be people yeah. who will be restricted and there will be people people who will be more disinhibited, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, also a thing that I noticed then like in this talk with the boundaries and like uh, developing your sexuality in a healthy way uh, is that in this uh, asking for nudes and digital sex, uh, we like I at least noticed that it's mostly boys, you know, guys uh, in the middle of pu puberty who kind of ask girls for these pictures. And whenever I talk to like younger girls and everything, you know, because of my little sister and her friends, I I noticed that they don't really know what to respond. They don't dare to say yeah. no. And yeah. that's the importance really of the yeah. establishing your boundaries when yeah. you're younger. Yeah. They think it's entirely normal yeah. for a guy to say, send me a picture of your breasts and I'll send it to you. They and yeah, exactly. And that's also about the risk of having less social contact because then there are less opportunities to discuss this with friends. And, and yeah. because a lot of what we see is that people learn from each other, learn from their peers. And if you see each other, you can talk about it, but it's less easy to talk about these topics via Zoom or via yeah, WhatsApp yeah. and so on. So people have these experiences and, and, and are put for the sexual challenges, don't know what to do. And they just indeed do it across their boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that's 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 a risk. And um, yeah. Now that you're saying uh, regarding the missing social contact, it can also happen that it becomes more of a taboo topic yeah. because mm. they just experience it digitally for a yeah. long time and like through distance, and it's just in our sheets, in our bed, or like on Snapchat or wherever. Yeah. That once everything is back to normal one day, that it will still be restricted to these areas of life only. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that we didn't really in real life learn to talk face to face about exactly. sexuality, which is completely yeah. different than <coughs> hiding beyond the screen. And yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. I think also when we talk about this online eh, and, and sexing, because we, we discussed it, that's also one of the advices that uh, how can you uh, be single in times of Corona? Mm -hmm. It's okay, you can masturbate. And then it's also, well, you can use sexting and virtual sex and remote sex toys and uh, sex from a distance. And yeah. It's also, I'm also wondering, giving this advice without any background can also be, yeah, uh, risky because as you said, there are some risks involved. Eh? If you mm -hmm. do sexting, I think what is really important also that you be careful not to do this with people that you don't know. Mm, I mean, yeah. don't send texts, sex to, to somebody that you don't know offline. I mean, it's, it's really important that you can trust the other person because yeah. otherwise we know that people's life can get ruined yeah, by this yeah. spreading of pictures and it's about not putting your head on it, no recognizable background. These basic ideas, I think we should invest more in sex education, but also not only in sex education, I think also when we give these advices to, to, to singles that we need to give the full advice and not simply say, well, use sexting and use virtual yeah. sex and you're okay. Yeah. You're protected for COVID. Yes, but you're not protected against all the other risks involved. Also, the problem is if they say it like this, you sit there and think, no shit, Sherlock. Like, obviously, <laughs> what's there left? If I can't have physical contact, like, of course, I will masturbate, but at one point, you'll not be satisfied by it, especially yeah. if you don't know different ways of doing it or finding out how you actually enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like uh, there's this uh, idea that, you know, sex is there and in case you want to do sex, here are the measures. But I feel like, you know, we should understand that sex is there and people want and will have sex if they want to. There's yeah. many ways to have it. Sexual pleasure, you call it, it will happen. So based on this, 
what advice can you give us? Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's not oh sex is there and it might happen at one point. It will happen. Yeah, it's exactly. happened twenty four seven. We're and, sexual and beings. What, what, what do you think about the idea of 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 sort of uh, enlarging our defini- broadening our definition about sex? It's not only about penetration and genital it's contact. Not. You can yeah. also create sexual connection via um, giving a massage, dirty talk, sending each other erotic stories and and fantasy sharing, or giving each other erotic assignments. Yeah. Would that I mean then there is no physical contact and you sort of turn each other on via fantasy, via mm-hmm. words, via could that yeah. work? For a while, but not for a year. At yeah. least not for me. Yeah. Uh I mean it's interesting to just switch it up a bit, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a long term solution. Yeah. 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 Also like when we say this uh yeah, sex is penetration, it's just like it's clearly putting it out there this heteronormative you know like yeah, sexual again. relationship yeah. for example uh sex between women lesbian sex is known for being so much sweeter just like touching kissing yeah. being there for each other that's a sexual practice for for many women it's not just about the penetration we don't yeah. need that all the time can yeah. they stop exactly <laughs> exactly exactly I think it, it, it's what we, we can see that there are different ways of having sex. And, and what I think, I mean, we can see this period as a bad period. I mean, there's so much limitations, but at the same time, it can also be an opportunity to reinvent your sexuality and to discover, okay, what about this virtual sex and these remote sex toys and about masturbating together and talking and, and giving massages and all these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I would be sort of in favor of integrating and broadening our definition and, and not focusing only on okay, we kiss and then we have foreplay and then we have yeah. oral sex and penetration, but see, okay, what's out there? So it can be an opportunity broaden. But I do agree with you, the idea that, okay, it's kind of a supplement. It's kind of an addition. It, in, it sort yeah. of broadens your sexual repertoire, but it can never replace the exactly. fact that people still want the to have this part of, no. of, of yeah. Yeah, touching and kissing and oral sex and genital penetration and all these. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really difficult in that sense. But then let's, Let's see, okay, how can we still have sex then as singles in, in mm-hmm. these times? And one of the options is indeed the sex body, yeah, to have like sex with somebody that you can trust, that you know um, limits social contact, that you know uh, is, is also safe. I think that's one would be one good thing. But obviously, yeah, then you still miss that dating idea of having sex with, with, with different people or exploring your sexuality. I think still it's important to limit your sexual mm-hmm. context. And, and maybe also one of the advices is also to be pragmatic in the sense of ask each other's phone number so that there can be contact tracing if in case one is, is affected, infected, or um, use uh, clean sheets, wash your hands, um, um, make sure that you ventilate a room. That's also very important. I think also one of the ideas is that when you have sex of oral sex that you use a condom mm-hmm. or that that you use something to cover the clitoris because then there's no saliva contact that's also one of the ways not to transfer yeah. or no kissing although that's that one is very that's wild. a very difficult yeah. one or that you use a, a mouth mask that's also one of the things that's that extremely wild it's it's, <laughs> it's i can imagine that it's maybe some fetishism could true, be true, created true, true. there like that, you get, that you get sort of aroused <laughs> of this mouth mask or you make it a very sexy one but it is a very safe way to have sex that, that let's be honest that's if you really want to stick by the rules yeah that's i mean applying the general corona rules to sex makes total sense Then again, you need to see how pragmatic it is again, because if you make it too mechanical, like, okay, I need to ventilate now for 20 minutes, close the window, change the sheet, then it also takes away the the, spontaneous, funny side away from sex. 
but of course like having the number of your partner is a yeah. must yeah it, and i think also in a way i mean try to indeed find a balance between having wanting sex having sex and at the same time protecting yourself and, and protecting uh, the society i think that's important yeah I, i'm just wondering also because when we look at the numbers the data especially when we go to the first lockdown and we look at the first research data we actually saw a decrease in in sexual behavior in mm -hmm. singles and also in using dating apps and online dating and and sexting so all the advices that the government was actually giving like use this sexting mm -hmm. and online dating and and via uh, do, do the virtual sex people were actually not using it at, as long as at least what we saw mm -hmm. in yeah. in the data and You also said it a little bit in the beginning, eh? that in the beginning of the, the first lockdown, you were really strict following the rules yeah. because you were kind of scared and you didn't sort of, but then it changed. So probably we'll have a difference when we look at the data for the mm -hmm. second lockdown and the first lockdown. Definitely. That, that, yeah. Also a thing that uh, it made me think now, like I was really asking myself, why why is that, that uh, the data is showing us that, that trend? I Like looking at my friends and even at myself, I feel like this year since COVID started has been a year of self-discovery, not only in the sexual realm, but also like, what do we want from like from this life actually? Like, are we living the life that we envisioned, you know, since forever? Is this life serving us any purpose or something like that? And so, at least for me, I did have a little break from sexual interactions, but it was more to focus on myself yeah. and my well-being. Like, these are so like stressful times. Yeah. It's normal to sometimes take a step back and like, Reevaluate yourself, yeah. get in touch with yourself, meditate, eat good food, some yoga, you know, and then connect with other people when you yeah. feel more ready. Yeah, I think that a lot of people put on the pause knob, like, uh, pause knob and, and just sort of yeah. uh, escape from the rat race. I think that's that's one so of the... Much. Yeah, yeah. Th that could be one explanation. Another explanation could also be that this kind of reporting bias, that in the first mm. lockdown, people just didn't dare to say that they were still dating or having sex because let's face it there are some people who follow the rules very strictly and there are some people who are not and it i sometimes feels as if the the people who follow the rules are judgmental yeah. and are yeah. kind of judging <laughs> the ones who do not follow the rules so it could be that there's kind of a stigma yeah. right that's true for sure uh for example when i meet up with people i'm hesitant with telling my friends which is also important because if you meet up with strangers someone at least should know where you are And it could create a dangerous situation too. But Bear's point was also really true because the overall theme of the first lockdown was really self-discovery. I don't know a single person who didn't try to find a new hobby yeah. during the first lockdown. <laughs> so Everyone. I mean, I tried to play the guitar, started drawing. Obviously, I stopped after a month. But yeah. even I, like, I deleted every app I had, like no mm -hmm. contacts. It helped. Also, a lot of people um, went to their families in the first lockdown, I feel like, because they didn't know how yeah. long it will take. They were yeah. like, okay, it's just a month, so I just quarantine yeah. with my parents, and then everything is fine, and then obviously you have less sex because you can't invite anyone over, yeah. and it's harder yeah. to go to other people's places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There could be different, uh, indeed, uh, explanations to see how this drop in mm -hmm. sexual behavior, yeah. it's about following the rules. It's also maybe in the beginning, if you're anxious about what's happening, what is uh, that that you're sort of less inclined to have sex because you're less motivated. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not on top of your head. Yeah. And then you see that that uh, indeed there's also this, this rules and you don't dare and you don't dare to talk about it. it can create division between friends. But I think that at a certain point, it's like you said, these rules were okay for one or two months. And that's yeah. probably also yeah. what we all expected. But when being in this situation for longer, it's now more than one year and it's probably going to be 
longer let's yeah. say before everything goes back to normal so but just like you said like uh you pointed out this uh judgment thing uh we see it with gender for example how the social media can be for example a platform to um judge and show how people are not uh, complying with their gender for example you know yeah. like it's a platform for hate sometimes and uh, i noticed also like during covid a lot of my friends were sharing these articles like oh uh, these people were having dinner five people having dinner uh, not respecting the covid rules and everyone was just insulting like yeah. these people don't care about human lives they are selfish everyone was like meeting up is selfish selfish there's just so much hate yeah. towards those who are not complying 100% to like the regulations that yeah i totally agree yeah. with you there's like this fear of judgment are they going to think that i i'm selfish that i yeah. i don't give a single but that's f that's a little bit the thing what we clearly see here is is what i noticed in the beginning this paradox between collective health and individual health yeah. it's like yeah. what do i need to remain uh, mentally sane and to remain like sexually uh, healthy and at the same time i do I'm I'm worried about collective health and and it's kind of this finding this balance between them it's about mm -hmm. enjoying sex because you need it and at the same time protecting yourself and protecting yeah. each other and protecting society and and that's a little bit the, the challenge it's we're facing It's extremely hard knowing that we live in a society that constantly tells us to care for the collective well-being to the extent of sometimes neglecting that individual well-being and we see like that in sexual health but also in other forms of health you know yeah. like we We are constantly, uh, even with university, we are studying for what? To be productive members of a society, the collective, yeah. all the time the collective. But what about us? Like, yeah. yeah, I think indeed we should sort of focus more on on how we can sort of, I think, yeah, there is more awareness about the importance of mental health and sexual mm -hmm. health. And I think that's also one of the good things of this COVID situation that we feel that there is more than only your body and it's also about how you feel and and it's also been a very challenging experiment like how do people react in these different and and we see that people react differently mm. i mean there are also yeah. people who thrive in this situation and who actually like this pause and this i don't need to be social i don't need to have sex maybe for some people who are sexually anxious mm -hmm. Yeah, this is actually, I don't need to, there's no obligation anymore and they actually feel better. So yeah. we don't know whether it's yeah. like, if, 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 if everyone is suffering as much as, as, uh, as we are. But I think that's, that's important to, to always keep in mind that there are many individual differences in how people react to For the sure. situation. And whether you follow the rules or not, I think it's really important indeed not to be judgmental mm -hmm. because if people do not strictly feel, follow the rules, there, there are reasons for it. And I think... Uh, Um, but at the same time, we do need to make sure that, I mean, you cannot simply do whatever you want yeah, in these exactly. times. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. And you need to think a little bit more and, and try to protect. Yeah. But instead of judging, sorry, no, but instead of judging, we can just then, you know, assume the best, you know, like each person knows what's best for them, just like we know and we are following the rules uh, in our own way another person is too so yeah it's very important to not be judgmental and just have this compassion towards yeah. the other we're and, all and, in and this together yeah you could say understanding but also informing and i hear some things like you say like hey when i go to my parents or when i visit people who may be more vulnerable then you quarantine yourself and you yeah. say i make sure that i don't have any contact with friends or at least no, no sexual contacts one mm -hmm. or two weeks before mm -hmm. i think that's also one of the being pragmatic rules to protect each other and i think to yeah. deal with this situation To some extent, I feel like that people being judgmental helps, though. I mean, of course, judgment is never good, especially when it comes to sex, because it's stigmatized already. 
But for example, when it comes to the masks, in the beginning, no one wore them. Yeah. And after a while, it was like a social pressure thing and people felt judged if they went shopping without a mask. And I, I feel like I will wear the mask even after Corona because it makes sense if I'm going shopping that I don't sneeze all over the fruits, yeah. for example. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that sense, I feel like it helped implementing the rules. Yeah. So that you have the social control, the social pressure exactly. can sort of have an effect because otherwise you would sort of tend to forget and only think about yeah. what mm -hmm. I need. And, and seeing the mask and seeing people talking about the rules can also help you to remember, okay, this is like the exactly. overall goal we are doing this for. Yeah. We are protecting our society. But we of course you can overdo it. Like, yeah. as you said, like if you like, okay, no, I'm quarantining all day. I'm at home all the time and you have to do it too. Then that goes too far, obviously. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, and, but it's <coughs> very interesting. There was this uh, case in uh, Brussels. I don't know if you've heard uh, with the, this um, politician from Ungar Hungary, yeah. who mm -hmm. is the one, you know, passing the, the, the regulations for COVID. Don't do this, do that. Um, magically, it was found in a situation with like uh, more than seven people in a very sexually heated uh, interaction let's just say with multiple people if you know what i mean uh and i just thought it was a bit ironic he's the yeah. one you know signing yeah. these laws not only against homosexuals but also for the yeah. covid measures and we find them in those two situations that is so much despises apparently you know but that's also maybe a little bit also our focus i mean nobody is perfect and obviously yeah. everyone is 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 uh but let's say that we are really much focused because especially when it comes yeah. from people who are giving these rules it's like yeah but you have to mm -hmm. stick to but it makes me wonder then you know if those same people who um created and like established these regulations say that that would be the best and not even them are able to follow yeah. those rules are we going know. too far yeah. you know yeah, yeah i think that also i th but I, I i truly believe that one of the the main problems with these rules were that everyone expected it would be one or two three months and yeah. i think that's a little bit the thing i think yeah. to be honest that everyone knows that also the government knows that this is just not not feasible anymore for one or two years you cannot simply say well just masturbate okay yeah. you can masturbate for one one month or two months but obviously it can never replace having sex with a partner yeah. so i think that's also one of the things nobody expected it to to last so long and i think and it's also about very much yeah this this tension on the one yeah. hand i mean you you understand the needs for sexuality but at the same time you also want to protect our society because if we let go and you can do whatever you want maybe we are here for three four years in this situation yeah, and so i think course. it's also a matter of of protecting each other and i think that's also a little bit the thing is trying to find a way to sort of inform people how to do it the best way and then see what works for you and make sure that you kind yeah. of yeah protect yourself against that and yeah. i think that's that's one of the things that's how to deal with it now and we already talked a little bit about what what will be next because i think that's also one concern is about our sexual development and our sexual curiosity and everything that is kind of on hold now and pause there's like okay you can have sexting and virtual sex or some uh, and, and 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 what about like people who never had sex and then you will not suddenly do it via virtual yeah. sex yeah, so it's really paused for them what about also dating it's, it's also like how do you meet people it's done via online dating i think that also has some implications because 
because normally you go to a bar and you meet somebody and you talk a little bit and by experience you learn what is my type what are the people that i like and yeah. now with this online dating if you don't have social contacts you need to predefine your type you need to know beforehand you swipe and based on the profiles you have to decide what do i like and what do i don't like yeah and that's a little bit challenging because you have no experience especially like the young adolescents they have no yeah. experience but they need to know what they want so that's also a challenge how will this affect our dating behavior also the problem is i'm afraid that the next generation won't learn the respect of the person yeah. in that way because they i feel like there's a trend of people seeing others as objects in that sense yeah like i'm dating and dating is having sex right now and they're not talking anymore yeah exactly like i'm afraid that they won't experience this okay we go on five dates and then we have sex or yeah. i mean there's nothing wrong with yeah. having hookups of course but Yeah, exactly. It, it's a completely different, and that's the thing. Exactly. If you have this balance of, you can use the online dating apps, but if you still have the social contacts in the gym, and and, and yeah. then you meet people, and then you sort of have this uh, regular dating phase. But if you do it only online, and there's no social contact, and then you also have to think like, do we have a walk, and and how, and and there's yeah. so much analytic thinking. So it it clearly will have an effect on how people will approach relationships and approach yeah. sexual relationships. And yeah. I think it, it would be good to reflect on that a little bit more. So I think in the next uh, podcast, we will talk about this online dating and sexting and all these new media tools and how this can affect our sexuality. Mm -hmm. Also, apart from Corona and, mm -hmm. and because these things will be there and this new technology is there and it's also like how can we use it in a positive way because it's evolving it's, and, and it's, it's important to reflect yeah. on that. As One thing well. is yeah. certain, I feel like we, we seeing this, you know, it's a big change, which it is, but looking back at the history of like how we perceive sex and like uh, sexualities, even in the identities and everything, we see that it's constantly changing, you know, yeah. like, and it changes across cultures. Uh, for example, the, the, the tomboys in West Sumatra, like yeah. they think completely different from this Western mentality around sex. So whatever is happening, there will be like some reinventation, you know, yeah. around yeah. sex, but uh, it will like, I don't feel like maybe the one we have now is the best because that's how we always no. feel and it always changes. It always changes. And I think that also like, I, I really believe in this idea of never waste a good crisis. And I think that we have some challenges now and we are facing things, but it's also about what can we learn mm. from this yeah. and what can we sort of, yeah, that we know where we raise awareness about how can we change our sexual development or school-based sex education? What are the, the things we need to focus on more because what we have learned now will, will make us richer for the future. So yeah, I really love that. So I want to thank you. I think thank it was a, a nice talk, a nice conversation. Yeah. So nice. I, I really think we, uh, yeah. we covered a lot of topics and I hope that especially also for the people listening that you uh, learned a little bit more. We tried to inform you about how you, uh, you can be single in these times, how you can sort of follow the rules and at the same time also be pragmatic and ensure your sexual health because despite all these regulations, there's still an opportunity to enjoy sexuality because that should be still the primary aim of having sex. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>